You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Wednesday, everyone. If this is your first time listening to Locked On Boston College, we are a daily Boston College podcast hosted by me, AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. On today's show, we are going to look at the transfer portal for basketball. I'm going to give you my thoughts on some of the discussions I've been having about the transfer portal, especially about two names that have popped up and some reactions I've seen from Boston College fans. We're going to look at spring football, which had our second press conference today with Frank Signetti Jr. and Jaden Lars Woodbay and Phil Jakovic. So we'll check, check that out. And of course, the news. The first piece of news has to do with the NFL draft. On Monday, it was reported that Isaiah McDuffie, Boston College linebacker, has been in contact with multiple NFL teams ahead of Pro Day. Now, remember again, Pro Day is March 26th at Boston College. We'll have full coverage of that. I'm going to have Mitch Wolf of the Brawl Network, who covered us uh, at the Senior Bowl. He'll be talking to us about Pro Day as well. Well, Isaiah McDuffie is an interesting name, and I saw a lot of talk about him after this news broke. He is now considered to be a late-round, undrafted free agent-type player that could be very much sought after. So maybe he could be a seventh round or a sixth round draft pick. Or a team's gonna, you know, be there might be a bidding war for him on the undrafted free agent pool. Um, so he's definitely a name to watch for. Clearly, Hunter Long will be the highest rated uh, Boston College prospect, no matter what happens, I think, at Pro Day and the Combine. But I really believe that Isaiah McDuffie could find himself uh, in the NFL next year. The other two, Max, Robert, uh, Max Roberts and Max Richardson, will be interesting to see what happens to them. The second piece of news I thought was a really interesting story that was up on Cleveland.com by Mary Kay Cabot. And it had to do with John Johnson's decision to sign with the Cleveland Browns. And it talked about his roommate, Kevin Kavalik, who also played at Boston College, uh, being an, a kind of motivator for him to sign with Cleveland. And, you know, it talked about them as roommates and about their time together and all the fun things that they did. But I, I, one of the things that Cabot has was a quote in here from Kavalik that I thought was really interesting. He saw how passionate I was about Cleveland during our time in college, Kavalik said. I think it was more subliminal messaging with me just always talking about Cleveland sports teams. We were seniors when the Indians made that run in the World Series, so he watched me going nuts. He has a pretty hilarious video of me after the Rajay Davis home run off of Aroldis Chapman in Game 7, so he definitely saw the passion. He knew this team ca ca town cared about their teams, and I think that's fun to play for. Now, Johnson signed with Cleveland, and he's going to be a Brown after playing with the Los Angeles Rams for years, but it sounds like Kavlik did such a great job selling this uh, team in this town to John Johnson that Johnson made that decision to sign for Cle with Cleveland. And according to the article, it sounds like he took less money to sign with the Browns. Um, so he said he sees how close we were last year to reaching the AFC championship game. And he's really excited about the future of the team. It's a young team with a lot of talent, said Kavalik. 
Um, so I just thought that was a really kind of an interesting story that I, I jumped on on Twitter this morning. So check that one out if you get a chance. And finally, uh, back to the NFL draft. I'm kind of jumping around a little bit here, but on our site, BC Bulletin, on Wednesday, you're going to start to see some exclusive videos that we did with Jim Mora Jr., who's a former UCLA head coach, and he was also the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And he's had a long history, both at the collegiate and NFL level. And he answered some of our questions on Hunter Long and gave us a pro and collegiate perspective on what kind of career he is ha- going to have. I had a guest host um, do the video, so you're going to see uh, Kim Beck is her name, uh, but she is she's basically a uh, freelancer for our site just for the videos, um, and she she talked to, to Jim Moore about Hunter Long. So you're gonna want to check out these videos because um, he has some really good insight on what Long's uh, future looks like with the with the NFL, some of his comps where he you know what what players he could be like, and um, what kind of offense he'd be the best fit in, and maybe a few concerns about his play. So you're gonna want to check those out, but. In a moment, we're going to talk about the transfer portal in the college basketball world, which is exploding, as I said, with 750 players already in. I mean, I follow it on Twitter. It seems like there's a new one every five minutes. And we're going to talk about what Boston College should be expecting and where they're at. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is tablets can buy all forms of ED and can help men get extra confidence for when it's time to perform. It's an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. The best part, it's all done online. They'll help you consult with a licensed medical provider. And once you're approved, you get your prescription within days. All you need to do, listen, we have a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Next, it is Built Bar Madness time. We've been talking to you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness time. Today's matchup is cookies and cream versus coconut almond. This one is slam dunk again for me because I'm I am completely biased to anything with almond in it and coconut. So this one tastes like a um just like a almond joy, just kind of like the other. It's like a simpler version of the coconut brownie chunk that I like, but this one is just really good. And I like cookies and cream, but I'm gonna go with coconut almond on this one. So here you go. All you need to do is head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. And make sure to go to BuiltBar.com and follow them on Twitter at Built, uh, sorry, at Bar underscore Built. And you can check out all their new offerings. They have new bars and different uh, products coming out all the time. And I love to try out all their new stuff. So you want to check that out. Go to BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked 15. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. I am your host and editor and publisher at bcbulletin.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, another one you might want to check out. Get more of the news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. 
All right, so back to basketball. Let's chat about the transfer portal. And I want to kind of talk about some of the things that I've been thinking about in terms of where Boston College is at. As I said before the break, there are over 750 players in the portal. And of course, four of them are Boston College Eagles, CJ Felder, Jay Heath, Winston Tabbs, and Rich Kelly. Now, Boston College's uh, roster is pretty depleted at this, at this point. With Stefan Mitchell leaving, Luka Krajovic also graduating, there's probably at most like four or five players left on this team. So Earl Grant has his work cut, ahead, cut out ahead of him. Now, he can obviously still bring back Jay Heath and CJ Felder, and there's a possibility that both could still return. You never know. But most likely what Boston College is going to have to do is fill the transfer portal for this upcoming year. Now, I know, you know, with Grant, you're going to want to build from the base level up. You get your guys in here, you recruit and build and develop. But you can't really do that because of where they are at currently in terms of the, the recruiting cycle. Most 2021 recruits are gone. He may be able to find a few. You know, there might be a name or two out there that he could pull in that would fit his criteria of what he's looking for. Build through the, the transfer portal. And I know people are, are already groaning about this, but that's kind of what he has to do. There's no other choice. Now, one of the big names that popped up over the last 24 hours is someone from... College of Charleston. So it was someone who knows um, Earl Grant really well, and that's Brevin Galloway. Now, when we talked about Earl Grant's previous year, one of the big things that we talked about was, you know, the College of Charleston kind of struggled because their main player was out, and that was that was Brevin Galloway. Galloway missed most of the year with a knee injury, and he should be returning this year. Now, he is uh, he averaged about 15 points a game the past season, 11 the year before. He's a scorer. He can shoot well. He shot 40% from three-point range in the past year, so he can shoot. But at the time of this recording, he's going he's gonna to commit tonight at 8, or on Tuesday night, excuse me, at 8 p.m. So he could be a Boston College player at the time of this recording. And I can't tell you yes or no. I had to record during the afternoon. Um, but the point of that is it's, not regardless, it doesn't matter. That's not the point of this this segment. What I saw was people complaining and complaining about you know Boston College going the easy route. They're getting mid level players. Blah 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 blah. So there's a few different points I want to hit on this. Okay, the first one is people who are just ripping mid major schools and that Boston College should only be going for Power Five schools. I got at least like three or four tweets like that, um, and. My thoughts on that, and I saw someone immediately compare this to Steve Adazio. Now, I you can make whatever comparisons you want, but college basketball and college football are completely different sports in terms of the way that their mid-majors are, are comprised. In college football, you get, at most, one or two teams that are like, good at that mid-level tier you know you had coastal carolina and maybe like a ucf every year or this year it was um one of the louisiana schools college basketball is so different and and those mid-major schools and college basketball you get good teams and every year you get a handful of them that can compete and that get to the next level that can do things like 
you don't you don't get in college football. Like for this year, for instance, you had Loyola Chicago already in uh, their continuing on their run. You had Oral Roberts. You have all these different teams that make the tournament and then make these huge jumps and beat big teams because the mid-majors do really well in college basketball. That's also why you don't see as many mid-majors coaches just up and leave for a program like Boston College. Maybe Mark Schmidt might have. Maybe he wouldn't. But there's a lot of there's a lot of um, wisdom out there now that a mid-major school it makes sense just to stay there. Now, getting recruits from these schools should not be slammed like it is that I've seen online. Like these, you and obviously you want to get Power Five kids too. But when you have like four players on your team, you're not going to get a whole roster of Power Five kids. That's that's not going to happen. And if that's what your your meet your barometer is on a successful recruiting trip or a recruiting cycle. You're, you're setting yourself up for unrealistic expectations. You're living in a fantasy world. If that's really what you think that Boston College should be doing is only getting Power 5 recruits, that A, you're not getting the right the best players because you could be missing mid-majors that fit, and B, it's just it's never going to happen. It's not something that's reasonable. So getting a player like Brevin Galloway or I saw Tyler Kolick of um, sorry George Mason who was a 10 freshman of the year. He's also in it. He that's a mid major. Would you want him? Or do you want some guy that was on like Kansas state's bench that averaged like three or four points a game? Give me Tyler Cook Kolick any day. Okay. So you need, you need a mixture is what I'm saying. You cannot just rely on power five players and you shouldn't be because that's, you're just, you're not going to get the right, you're not going to get the right mixture for next year. Secondly, and this is the other piece is that people were within one week of Earl Grant being hired and people are already like, you know, calling him a failure because he hasn't done this, this and this. OK, so here's what <laughs> you need to understand where um, Grant is in his process as a coach. He hasn't even set up his staff yet. He's been there for a week. He's just trying to figure out and get his feet wet. Yeah, he wants to get that done soon, but you cannot bring in transfers without a staff. Kids that are going to transfer to Boston College want to know who the assistants are. They want to know who these other guys are that are going to be coaching them. If you can't tell them who they are, then they're not going to come here yet. And believe me, some of them are going to wait and they're not going to jump right away. But... It's unfair to say, oh, Earl Grant's not getting, you know, this kid from you, the center from UNC because he's a loser and he doesn't, you know, get whatever. That's that's silly. Okay. He has to get his staff there and they're going to help him get these kids here. And there's going to be plenty. Believe me, when you look at that transfer portal, there is plenty of talent there for him to grab. But he needs to get his staff first. And I would expect probably within the next week or two, he'll name his two or three assistant coaches that are going to be with him. Then Grant can start to attack that transfer portal. Then we can see who he can and cannot bring in here. But so my, my, my main point about this, and we'll find out, you know, you I'll, I'll post about it probably before you even hear this podcast, whether Brevin Galloway gets here. But I think Brevin Galloway would be a nice 
uh, situational player. He knows Earl Grant's system. He has his trust. He knows what he, you know, what he's expected to him, and he's a star in his team, so he can do what you need him to do. You don't need to put him out there. You can make him a, you know, you can make him a starter if he, he's good enough, or maybe he's a bench player, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. So we'll find out what they do. But I just wanted to get my thoughts on, uh, on down here on the podcast about this because I feel like the fan base is just setting themselves up for all sorts of disappointment and un- with unrealistic expectations and just just not getting yourself in the right mind frame. And that's just, again, this is my thoughts. And, you know, this is my podcast. I can say what I want. But you guys can think what you want too. So that's just where I'm at with the, with this whole process. So we'll talk more about, you know, Brevin Galloway if he does end up at Boston College. Uh, in the last segment, we're going to jump in and listen to what Frank Signetti had to say uh, before today's practice, he had a, or after today's practice, he got a chance to talk to the media, and I want to hear what he had to say. But before we do, let's chat about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They got everything there. You can bet on award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They got updated odds and props on anything you can imagine. Think about it; they got it. Now, BetOnline has you covered for news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to find and put all your bets. And it's free to sign up. When you go over and sign up for your free account using either your, your computer or mobile device, use promo code Locked On, and they're going to give you 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means you put $100 down, they're going to give you a $50 welcome bonus on top of that. Free money, can't beat that. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now it's NFL draft time, and I want to talk about one of the best podcasts on the Locked On Network, and that is... Locked on NFL Draft with hosts Trevor Sakema and Benjamin Solik as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow Locked on NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what? The process was great. The the players responded uh, to the coaches. The coaches did a great job teaching the system. Uh, the players took it from the classroom to the practice field to the game field. Obviously, it being our first time together, we kind of had to find out a little bit about who we were in terms of personnel. And as the season went on, uh, we learned more about ourselves in terms of how would we have to call the game, the run schemes, the protection schemes, the passing game to put ourselves in a position to be successful. And what we've seen, we've seen that really carry over to the spring that year two, you know, year one, you're learning it. Year two, you have a chance to, to master it. Just- that was Frank Signetti, Boston College's offensive coordinator. On Tuesday after practice, he had a media session with uh, reporters and talked about this year being a big year for Boston College in terms of being able to build upon what they built on last year. Right? He, You know, he mentioned a lot about this season being a, a big one for them as they can, it, I loved how you said it, they're going to master um, what they learned last year. And I think that adds some new wrinkles to the offense. You know, last year, say what you will, they they added some wrinkles, I thought, but they could even add even more. And I think this is going to give new uh, offensive coordinator, a second year offensive coordinator, Frank Signetti, a chance to really open up his playbook and try some different things with this offense. Um, he also talked about 
how important it was to bring back so much talent this year, especially on the offensive line and how big it was to get five offensive linemen back for 2021. Um, it was great to get to talk to Signetti. This is usually during this, just so in case you don't know, during the spring practices we get, in summer practices, we get a chance to talk to Signetti and Lokabu and all of the assistant coaches. During the season, it's only Jeff Halfley and the players. So this is like one of the few chances that we got to talk to Signetti. And I know next practice we get to talk to Tim Lokabu. Um, and that'll be that'll be interesting as well. In addition, on in this um, interview, you know, Signetti talked about how it was a little easier this year. And, you know, he says that football's never easy, but it was a chance for them to start at a faster speed because these are so many of these players did this last year. So it doesn't mean that they had to start from square one. And I think that's important for Boston College because this is going to be a team that has so much returning talent that they're going to be able to get much more out of these players this year. He also talked about replacing Hunter Long and what that means. And he talked about that he thinks that he has talent in that that locker room. So um, it'll be uh, that's one position I've said that I'm really interested to see where it goes. Uh, but Signetti, Signetti, if you ever obviously you can tell from this this um, clip that he is full of energy, and it came through very clear again on Tuesday. So uh, that was that. Now after Signetti, there were two more. Um, Speakers and one was Jaden Lars Woodbay, who talked about what it meant to come from Boston co- to Boston College. His comment that I love. So he talked about he's actually in a um, Netflix series. It's the one of the quarterback ones. I'm totally blanking on the name of it, um, but it's with him with DJ Ukulalele of um, Clemson, and he's actually featured in that. And he talked about that during the pod uh, during the press conference. So check that out. I'm not going to get into much about what Jaden had to say because he was kind of he was more of a quiet. There wasn't much to really bring out of that one. The other one, uh, other person that spoke was Phil Dracovic, um, who looked energized um, and ready to go. And we got to talk to him a little bit about what things where things are at for him. So here's one of his comments. Yeah, it's definitely a different feel going into spring ball this year. Um, we have our whole offense installed. We've got a lot of reps at it. So although we might be have a little bit of um, some wrinkles in the offense, it's, a, it's the same one that we've wrapped throughout the spring and the summer. So uh, there's a lot more of a comfort uh, level with it. That was Phil Dracovic on uh, Tuesday's press conference as well. Now, Dracovic, he talked a lot about the familiarity of playing um, in this offense a second year. And he right after this, he talks about how important it was for this offensive line to return as well, which obviously for a quarterback, it, they're, they're his best friends. You know, They're going to be the ones that prevent him from getting hurt and, get, and, and staying on the field. So it was good to hear from Dracovic. Um, I asked him, I, you can check out, the interview on um, YouTube, I talked to Phil and I asked him what he wants to improve on. And he gave the best quarterback answer ever, of course, which is I have a lot to improve on. He wants to improve on his footwork, his touch, getting rid of the ball a little quicker. Um, so he, you know, Phil, Phil gave some great answers. Um, and I think he's going to be, um, you know, obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC this year. He's not one that you really need to watch all that much during spring spring ball because you know what you're going to get out of him at this point. Um, you just want him to be safe and, and, and not 
not get hurt, but it was a good press conference. We're not going to do this on every show, but I, you know, I know people like to hear about Signetti. They like to hear from Jakovic. Uh, so I wanted to add those in, um, for today's show. So that's going to wrap up our show. Just a little, uh, teaser on some of the things that are going on during the press conferences. If you like to hear about more, what the players have to say and, and what's going on, you can check out bcbulletin.com. I, I fill in a lot of the different holes and, and, um, give you a lowdown of some of the things that are talked about at these press conferences. Cause I go to almost as many, as many as I can go to, um, and, uh, try to get some good questions and to get some answers for some interesting topics. So, uh, check that out on tomorrow's show. We will preview, uh, actually we're going to review BC versus Merrimack who are playing today in baseball. I didn't get a chance to really preview it, but that's okay. Um, it's a mid midweek game and Merrimack is Merrimack. So we really didn't get a chance to talk about that, but we'll review that. Um, if there's any recruiting news, um, at this as time, as I said, at the time of this recording, I do not know if um, the transfer from College of Charleston is going to pick Boston College at 8 p.m. But check back. I'll give you a full lowdown on that. And any uh, football news, we will get into that as well. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Boston College SI. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. And remember, Friday is going to be um, Five Star Friday. If you go on to YouTube iTunes and give us a five-star review and just write a quick little blurb about why you like the podcast, I will shout you out on Friday. Uh, so just go on to you, uh, iTunes and, and give us a review. It's one of the best ways to help. And speaking of best ways to help, someone reached out to me on Twitter today and said, AJ, I really appreciate all the work you do. What's What can we do to like pay you back? Like, how can we support you? And so I get two things. First of all, Listen to this podcast frequently. That helps me out a ton. The, the more that you listen, the better my, um, you know, all the other things that go on and it helps me financially, all that kind of stuff. So just listen to this podcast and what, read all the stuff on my site. Go to BC Bulletin, make it part of your routine uh, to go and check out my work there and share it. That would be the big, that's my biggest takeaway. So check out my, my content all the time and share it with friends. So if you are listening to this, if you could pick out one BC fan or one BC friend that likes sports and likes to listen to podcasts, send this to them. That would be the biggest way to pay me back um, and, and to support the show. So check that out and do that for me, and I would be so appreciative. That would be a, that would be so helpful for me. So this is AJ Black. We'll be back again tomorrow. Take care, everyone. See you again soon.